Welcome to Finding the More Ministries, where our mission is to inspire everyone to experience the exceeding abundantly more that Jesus has promised. We trust that our podcast will not only challenge you, but encourage your spirit to go deeper into God's Word. And now for today's speaker. Too much. Yep. Your sodium can be too high, right? Have you ever ate something that had too much salt? Yes. I can feel my blood pressure go up when I eat something that's extremely salty. I can feel, I can feel getting hot and my heart kind of pounding and I get a bad headache because my blood pressure is going up because I have too much sodium. So let's talk about High salt in your body usually comes from an inability to provide water for oneself. You're dehydrated, right? So if your body doesn't have enough water for itself, so the sodium goes too high, spiritually what's happening? Your spirit is low because what did we talk about when we first came in? We have to go to the what? Well, who's our living water? Jesus. Jesus is our living water. So when our sodium is too high, it means that we're not hydrating ourselves spiritually. We're not drinking from the fountain that never runs dry. In John 7... Chapter, uh, John chapter 7 verse 38 it says he that believeth on me as the scripture hath said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water right but then it goes on in John 4 in verse 14 it says but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. So when we don't go to the well, we get dehydrated. And our salt gets too high. When our salt gets too high, guess what it causes? It causes swelling of the brain. Did you know that? If your sodium gets really, really high, it can cause you to have swelling of the brain from too much sodium. Is what our spirit needs is a living water to keep our salt balanced. Yep. Because if our salt gets too high, it can cause our brain to swell. And what happens when your brain swells spiritually? Get, there you go. You become bigger than what you are, right? And the Bible tells us in Romans 12 and 3 not to think more of ourselves, right? So it says, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, 
but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. So when our salt gets too high, our brain can swell, our heads can get big, right? And we can start to think that we're the ones that are holy, right? It's our righteousness. We can even start that compare game where we go, well, I'm doing better than they are, so look at me, you know, who are y'all to tell me because I got more than you? And they don't realize it's not what you got. It's who you got. That's what we got to focus on. If we become too salty, it's because we're holding on. See, if we're salt, and it says that we've lost our savor, we're good for nothing. But if we're salt, salt is used to what? To season. So if we are seasoning all those around us, and we're staying and being filled with the living water, our salt should never be too high. We should always be salty, but it should never be too much. Because if we're holding on to all the salt we get and we're never seasoning anyone else, what good are we? There you go. I mean, what, what have we accomplished? What are we doing? And then, once again, your brain starts to swell. See, God blesses us and that in return we may bless others. So if we think more of who we are than who God is, our brain's starting to swell. It means we've got way too much sodium on our hands. The symptoms are irritability, restlessness. <laughs> so have you become irritable? Have you become restless? Maybe you need to spend some time and get some more living water to balance out the salt. Maybe you need to start seasoning some other people so that you aren't too salty. See, we need to be salty, but we can get too salty to where it can cause a problem. See, if we keep the word to ourselves, what are we doing? What's the whole point of why we have the Gospels is so we can go out and do what? Spread the word. Share the good news. Everywhere we go, have you ever seen, um, I know when we do it here, we have salt and pepper shakers we put out on the tables when we have a dinner. And we have that little container, and so we put all the pep- put them in there, and we set them all out. And every time you set that little tray down, and you pick it up and go to, well, what, have you ever noticed what's right there on the corner of the table where you set it down? A little bit of salt. A little bit is dashed out. Then you pick it up and you carry it around and you've kind of dashed it around the floor. So if you look, we've kind of like sprinkled and seasoned the room with salt before we ever start our dinners. And the same thing at the end of the meals when we collect everything back up. And that's what we are to be doing. As we grow in Christ, we should be sharing what we know. We should be seasoning the people around us. Because when we hold on to that, we're not doing any good for anyone. In Jeremiah 20, verse 9. I love that, that in Jeremiah 20. I really like it because he's, he's gotten fed up. 
Have you ever just got fed up with the people around you? Just, just had enough. At work, and dare I say, even at church sometimes, you can just get a little fed up. And Jeremiah had just had enough of these people. He just had enough of the children of Israel. And he says, I will not make mention of him again. He has decided, Lord, I am not going to tell them people about you no more. I am not. I'm done. I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm not talking about it no more. Have you ever done that? Lord, I ain't, I, I'm, not, I'm not sharing the word anymore. All they do is, is that they just want to argue with me and give me a hard time. But guess what? If you get down to Jeremiah 20 verse 9, he explains to us that the word was a burning fire shut up inside of his bones. And he was weary in forbearing. I said, that's fine. You don't say nothing. But the word of God just started burning to the fact that it felt like it was burning inside his bones. And him forbearing, him holding on to it was making him so weary. He couldn't just contain himself. I don't know if you've ever been there. I've been there. I'm bad about it because I try. I get excited about God's word. You know, Rick tells me I'm way too serious. But I don't mean to be serious. I just take it serious because it's a serious thing. But I get excited. And sometimes I'm around people and they're talking about stuff. And I'm going, I'm not going to say nothing this time. I'm just going to be quiet. I'm going to let everybody else speak. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just going to sit here and be really, really good. The other week when we had our first church service, I was so excited. I was so excited to see my brothers and sisters. I was like, woo, it's Jesus Day. I am so happy. And... You know, and then Preacher Rick gets up there and he was like, anybody got something they want to say? And I was standing in the background and I was going. And it was just burning up and I was like, I'm not, I'm going to let everybody else say something because I've been been around, you know, praising and being excited with my brothers and sisters. It's okay, I'm not going to say nothing. And then he said, okay. And he sang the next song and the whole time through that song, I was back there going. (laughs) Trying to get him to look at me in the back of the room. And finally, he looked at me and he was like, yes, like, would you stop shaking your hand at me? And I was like, I'm about to die. I have got to say this or I will explode because I just needed to share because what was on the inside, the Holy Spirit was so big that I was going to explode if I didn't share it. And you know what? what's heartbreaking in that is as much as in those moments, I love it, sometimes I do that. Sometimes I'm places and I hear people say things and I just want to share something that's encouraging with them to help them understand that, yeah, it might be hard right now, but oh, down the road, you know, to see our Jesus, it's worth the hard right now. You know, and, and sometimes I don't. I, I, I keep it pushing and then I think, you know, that's my problem though. I end up getting too salty and then I get irritable. And I start realizing I'm getting irritable because I got just so much piled down and my salt's too high and I need to start seasoning it and I need to start getting it out. The Lord will make you uncomfortable. If you're in His Word and you're doing stuff and you're, you know, it's applying to your life, He will make you uncomfortable if you don't start doing what you're supposed to do. He will stay on you. Salt should be to season. It should add. It it gives a distinctive quality. If somebody puts something else on your food, 
besides salt, you would know the difference. Have you ever accidentally grabbed the wrong thing and tossed it on your food and thought, oh, you're expecting this nice salty and it's like, oh, what in the world happened here? You know, I'm like that when I go places. I love vinegar-based slaw. But I've learned I can't just order coleslaw because a lot of people like to put sugar in it, make it sweet. So the first thing I have to say is, does your slaw have sugar? And most of them go, oh, not much at all. They lie. They lie. It's got too much sugar. But you take that first bite and you know, you taste that sweet and that's not what you're wanting. You're wanting the vinegar. You want, you know, you know. And so if someone is pretending to be salt when they are not, you're going to know. You're going to see it. You're going to know what's going on because salt has a very distinctive quality. And that distinctive quality that we have as the salt of the earth is Jesus. It's the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit that he sends down to be our comforter and our friend. And if you sit around somebody, sometimes people can be holy. Oh yeah, they can be holy and righteous, but eventually, let me tell you, it will show It'll show that they ain't nothing but a big lump of sugar. They fake. They so sweet. And right behind that sweetness is the bitterness that comes right behind it because it ends up being realized that ain't what they are. Because God didn't call us to be that. He called us to be salt, to be the salt of the earth, to season, to have distinctiveness. We're not to be like the world. That's why I loved it when I looked up and it says salt is, is a distinctiveness. We are to be his peculiar people, full of zeal. Salt is used to preserve. And when you look at preserve, it says to keep safe, protect, or to keep up for personal use or for something special. Are we preserving our faith? Are we salty enough that we're preserving our faith? Luke seventeen thirty three. it says, Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. Shall preserve it. If I want to preserve my life, I have to lose who Mitzi is, and I have to fully take on who the Holy Spirit calls me to be. That's what it's about. I need to be the distinctive person he has designed me to be. He doesn't need you to be me. He needs you to be you. He needs you to be the distinctive, exact type of salt that he has made you to be for the environment in which you are in. And you can only do that when you're preserving your faith. Now this is one of the last things I want to talk about. And we'll wrap up. I'm sorry if I was a little long tonight. I wasn't trying to be long. I just had a lot I wanted to share with you. Because if we're the salt of the earth, right? We've learned that if we get too salty, we can get too high-minded, right? We become restless and irritable. Okay? So how do we remedy that? We just season everybody we come in contact with. We also learn if our salt's too low, what happens? We can water down the Word of God and we can lose our love and feeling, right? 
So if you find that you're always having to make an excuse and you're always trying to sugarcoat things to make it easier or to explain things, you need to stop and you need to get back in. Thus says the word of God and get a little salty. But one thing that salt always does, the only way to know that salt has lost its savor is if you taste it, right? I've looked at these and I don't know that any way that I could know which one is which, other than the fact that I know which one is which, other than to smell them really close, which even smelling them, I couldn't quite figure them out. But if you just barely tasted it, you was like, oh yeah, I know which one is which, right? So we know we've lost our savor because, just put it honestly, we don't taste very well, right? You've lost your savor if you're not making anyone thirsty. If you are the salt of the earth, how to know you've lost your savor is you're not making anyone thirsty. Because anyone who eats salt thirst. Does anybody thirst for what you have? Is there anybody watching your life and thinking, what's different about them? Is there anyone around you that comes to you and says, you know, I don't know about all this, but I, I, I know you're a praying person, and it seems to make a difference. They might not get the big gist, but they come to you because they know that there's something about you and this person you talk about that seems to make a difference. So I need you to pray for me. They might not even really believe in prayer, but guess what? You've been salty, and you've been seasoning them, and they're getting thirsty. When we started out, we were listening to Come to the Well by Casting Crowns. It says, All who thirst will thirst no more. But the whole point is, are we making them thirsty so they'll go to the well? Are you seasoning anyone to make them thirsty? Rick made this comment the other day, and I laughed because I knew I was going to say it again tonight. So when he said it to the church, I kind of got tickled. I said, people say that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. But I sure can feed him enough salt till he becomes thirsty and wants to. If I'm the salt of the earth, you can still refuse to drink, but I sure can make you thirsty. I sure can make you want it. You might choose to walk away from it, but I can get you to the well and I can make you thirsty. And what you choose to do with the living water at that point is just between you and God. Because all God's asked me to do is be salty and to season. See, all he tells us to do is to go out and share the good news. All he asks us to do is tell other people. And I know sometimes it's complicated. Sometimes I... I get tongue-tied and I get the people in the Bible's names mixed up for who did what. I'm not perfect. I don't have a good memory. I don't do well with those things. But I do know who God is and what he's done in my life. So I might not be able to get Hezekiah and Ezekiel and Jeremiah and Isaiah and everybody all at the exact same right point in the story. But what I can do is he changed all of their lives and used them all. And guess what he's done with me? He's changed my life and he's used me and he's made me salty. 
And guess what? It is nothing wrong with us being slightly sassy as a Christian because you know what? I know I'm on the winning side. I can be a little salty sassy if I need to be because you know why? I'm on the winning side. You might win a little battle here and there, but guess what? My God's won the war. And that's what matters. And it doesn't matter if they take the drink or not. Now, we want them to. But at the end, that is the point where it's between them and the Holy Spirit. We can't do anything with that. But we can continue to season. And we continue to be salty. We continue to love. And we continue to strive to make people thirsty. And we need to assess ourselves. If there's no one around us that's thirsty for the things of God, there's no one around us that it challenges or helps to want more, then maybe we've lost our savor. And the first thing we need to do is get on our knees with a holy God and say, God, I get confused and it's hard, but will you help me? Because I want to be salty for you. I don't want to be good for nothing. I don't want to be trodden under your foot. I want to be the salt of the earth because that's who you've called me to be. So I ask you to ask yourself, are you salty? And are you making anybody thirsty? We're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus. God, I just thank you that you are a big and amazing God. I thank you for your word. I thank you that you use things that we can comprehend. Lord, we know what it is. We know what salt does. And Lord, we can, we can put a picture with it and we can apply it to our lives. And we can look at things. But God, forgive us if we are not being salty. Forgive us, Lord, if we are not being all that you have called us to be. Forgive us, Lord, if we are taking all the blessings you have given us and we are holding on to them tight, thinking there's something great within ourselves rather than realizing you are the greatness within us. Help us to season everyone who is around us. Help us to see when our sodium is low. Help us to see when we're not being that salt, when we're trying to sugarcoat things or when we're watering things down, when we're losing our loving feeling for the people of this world that you have created. And you said, to whomsoever, all are welcome at the foot of the cross. So Lord, please help us to be salty. Help us to be salty in the way you have called us to be salty, that others would be thirsty, not for us, but thirsty by the Holy Spirit that lives within us, that they would come to you that they would grow in you, and that we could be a mighty, mighty force for your glory, for your honor. And Lord, I thank you for this privilege. Help us, O oh Lord, to never take for granted the privilege of coming together, for sharing your word and being encouraged with one another. And Lord, I pray for every single one of these beautiful ladies that are here today, or that may hear this some other time, that you would encourage them, you would strengthen them, and that you would help them to see that they are the salt of the earth because you created us to be that. And we're going to give you all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' precious and holy, holy name. Amen. The Vine and the Moore family would like to thank you for connecting with us today. You can find us at www.findingthemore.org or any of our social media platforms at Finding the Moore. 
Our prayer is that, that you experience the more in Jesus.